And then you did the duck face. <laughs> It's it's always good, man. I, I, we have to film like the the like the pre-drop because guys in here like they're about to spit a hot sixteen. <laughs> it's fucking it kills me. All right, guys, I welcome back to, to the coaching couch, powered by Northeast Health and Performance, and I'm with the usual suspects, Coach Cam. What's up, guys? And coach and owner, Manny. Yo. So man, it's been a while since we've uh, sat and spoke about. The state of CrossFit. Um, last time we were all together, uh, everybody was, um, you know, y'all motherfuckers need to sell CrossFit. But Glassman kind of said some things that people weren't too happy about, and uh, we kind of voiced our opinions and how we felt about it. So let's talk about the current state of CrossFit and where, you know, where it's at as a whole. Yeah, so catch people up if if you don't know what's going on crossfit got sold to yeah. uh a man named eric rosa who is uh, i forget how much he sold his company for but he's worth a lot of money yes he is worth a lot of cash one billion dollars yes yes big and, money man yeah something in the billions that's yes. all you need to know yes one million dollars <laughs> one million dollars <laughs> um yeah so so he CrossFit. I, I don't know if the sell went through yet, but it's pretty much like a done deal. And yeah, yeah he owns uh, CrossFit Sanitas over in Colorado, who's been a affiliate owner for 10 years. I mean, it, it really sounds like he was a guy that, you know, for his work, did something else, but for his passion and love, he did CrossFit. Yeah. So I think that um, if they were going to sell it to anyone, I think they sold it to the right person, okay. at least on paper. Which is and he's um, affiliated with True Coach. Yes, yes. So, so did not know that. Yeah, so he was on the board of investors, or he's, yes, yeah, something. Yeah, involving and, money and yeah. decisions. Yeah. <laughs> and and it seems like uh, he's got a very good track record. Um, I listened to the podcast he was on with um, Arm and Hammer TV, mm -hmm. and uh, he answered a lot of the questions that I have. And one of my biggest concerns about the sell, which I was pretty much like against the, 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 the sell of the company for a lot of reasons. But one of the main ones was that like, if you sell to someone else, then it could possibly affect my business and my future. Okay. Uh, which really means like- In what way? Expand on that. Cha uh, changing the affiliate model, right. right? Because right now the affiliate model, we're not franchised, we're independently owned and operated, which pretty much means I get to do whatever the fuck I want, when I want, how I want to do it. Um, which I enjoy very much because I don't like people telling me what to do. Pretty no. much, ever. I know you I don't know. say. Oh my god, you don't say. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I was afraid that, like, oh man, you know, you sell it to someone else, and you know, profit comes first, and uh, they say, all right, now affiliates, you got to do this, and then, you know, I probably would have dropped affiliation if if that was uh, if that was the alternative that like we were gonna give up. Uh, our our freedom and our and our uh, control but um but it's funny because de-affiliating is actually not even a thing it's not an actual real thing to de-affiliate which is funny when 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 all this drama and shit went down everyone's like ah, i'm, I'm gonna de-affiliate yeah there's 
literally no process that exists that there's no paperwork there's no filing there is no, no penalty no nothing there's like nothing that. the only thing you do is like you, you just don't pay your re- renewal fee so it's like funny when people are like i'm de-affiliating it's like okay next right. year <laughs> i just paid my affiliate fees last month but i'm not gonna use the, <laughs> the name <laughs> i mean i from a business owner standpoint right you just stated that you were kind of concerned i mean was there like was it like panic or was it like, uh, I don't know if I still want to be a part of this if this guy kind of comes in and tries to change the, the motto, so to speak? No, I, I'm not a panicky kind of guy. And I always sit back and I listen to everything and I analyze it. And, and truthfully, even if he said, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna change a lot of things here, I'd probably stick around for a little bit because I want to give it a shot. Yeah. You know, um, even though I don't, I don't like really following rules, but maybe the rules would benefit, you yeah. know? So it's like, you know, I would give it a shot, but knowing me like it, if I liked rules and following shit, I would have opened up like an uh, an Orange Theory franchise. Yeah. Guess what? They were profitable anyways. Mm-hmm. So if I truly liked rules, then I would have just went a franchise route. So nice. I mean, I, I I like doing things with my own vision and, and making my own decisions and doing what I think is the right thing to do. True. So yeah, Cam, not really. Yeah. Is there any one thing that you're like really excited about with them? Like, cause they have announced. A few things that are, I guess, in the works with the affiliate rep, the scholarship program. Um, yeah, because I know they're doing a bunch of like outreach stuff, and I know a lot of things have changed. Yeah, so they had they had the athlete summit. Here's the thing yeah. about the outreach stuff: CrossFit has, has been doing outreach stuff for a very long time. Okay, but um, Glassman doesn't like boast about it. Doesn't boast about like uh, doing like charity work. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of that stuff is done behind the scenes. Which I think in today's day and age, you have to kind of like announce it. I, I think we kind of talked about this in like a previous podcast about how like we're, we're just in an age where like when you do something nice, you got to tell everyone that you do something nice. Yeah, we else, did touch on that. Yeah, yeah or else like it didn't then happen. <laughs> or else it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, just like if you're not friends on Facebook, are you really friends? Are you really friends? Pff, I don't know. That's actually kind of true though. <laughs> if you're not friends with somebody on Facebook in today's age, dude, you're not friends. You know what? I just realized that one of my private coaching clients is not my friend on Facebook. And, and Facebook was like, add this person as a friend. I was like, holy shit, we're not friends? Wow. Wow. I was like, that's fucked up. <laughs> you're not even their coach. Yeah. I almost called her today and was like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> this is no longer a thing. But It's uh, not me. It's you. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think the direction is awesome. I like I think that uh, Eric's got a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, he loves the CrossFit Games, which I mean I love the CrossFit Games too. So I'm excited to see the sport of CrossFit get a little bit of a rebirth. Um, however, I am a little bit concerned that that's gonna. At least I don't want it to take the main image of what CrossFit is. It needs is. to be a sideshow. Exactly, and Glassman, I think, did a really good job in that. Yeah. Even though, like, I think, I think he made it too much of a sideshow where, like, he didn't give a fuck about it, like, like really bad. Mm-hmm. I think there's room for both CrossFit as a health initiative. Wait, and- you're telling me that there's a happy medium that people can agree upon? You know, I know 2020, it, it's no. weird and it's difficult, but uh, oh I think God. if you have the right people in place that maybe – just, just maybe. maybe the sport of CrossFit and CrossFit for health 
can coexist. However, I do think it's tricky. I, I do think that the that the brand does need to have some sort of like very clear separation. Like I do think that CrossFit as a sport should only be posted CrossFit Games Instagram mm. handle. It should not be on like the regular CrossFit. I, I just don't. I think they've started doing that again, though. Yes. I like that in, concept, too, just separating the two. Yes. Yeah, I it, think it should be considered CrossFit Games and then CrossFit. I think yeah. their social media has gone back to what it was yes. like three or four years ago. Because it is. It's two separate entities. I yeah. don't know why people yeah. try to make it one and the same because it's not. But. Yeah. Well, you know what? But, but that's um, <laughs> Stu, Stu Bauer from What the Fuck Gym Talk, I think, called it like identity bipolar or something like kind of funny like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, and that's pretty much what CrossFit had. Sometimes they're all about the games and it was on all their media accounts and everything that they did. And then it went to the health stuff and grandma and grandpa doing, doing, uh, you know, paint can deadlifts in the living room or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so there was a lot of weird confusion. So I hope that, that the brand has a better identity because yeah. even CrossFit affiliates, I mean, it's kind of like the cool thing, but also the confusing thing about it too, is that no one really knows like who fucking does CrossFit. Is it for the superhuman athlete? Or is it for yeah. mom and pop? And the I, answer is is both. But it's both, yeah. But it does need to be conveyed in a very specific way. So yeah, I, I think, think that so too. Be better. I agree one thousand percent with that. I mean, because um, basically the it's movement is medicine, right? And I I think it kind of confuses people when you see guys, you know, doing you know weapon grade mace, uh, grace, and you know it's like, oh, well, I it, it's intimidating because if you want to walk into a CrossFit gym and then like someone plays you a video of Dan Bailey doing that, and it's just like, I don't know if I can do that when at, in actuality. Everyone can partake and be a part of the process. It's just, you know, you can't come in on, like, level 10. You know, there's a starting point. And I think if you separate the two and get people to realize that any and everyone can do it, you know, but there's levels to it, I think that's how you get back to where it once was. So I think what happened with all this, like, you know, because 2020 is, like, the, the, the year of cancel culture. You know, some some things were said, and automatically everybody wants to throw people to the fire and so on. I think we need to get back to the grassroots and, and uh, of CrossFit, and which is community-based movement is medicine. And then, you know, then the games. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, um, we want humans to be healthy, just period. Like, the you know, like I tell people all the time, like CrossFit changed my life because it kind of checked me on my eating and my exercise. And I think a lot of people, there's a lot of grown adults who still don't know how to do that. You know what I mean? Like some oh people. Oh boy. <laughs> this yeah. could be its own podcast No, no. Now. I mean, hey, dude, let's, let's just touch on that because I feel like I, I, I get that a lot because like at work, it's like I, I'll watch a guy who's sitting down in the squad room and he's eating. And I'm like, dude, that is such an unhealthy meal. And it's like not even because of like the portions, but it's just like it's just so much process stuff on your plate and it's just like nothing of any kind of real nutritional value is on your plate but you think this is a great meal you I'm probably sure ate great. like this i'm sure it does but so well, something yeah i think the first thing that came to mind when we're talking about like the separation between the games and the average person yeah and it's something that glassman said at the start it differs by degree not kind mm-hmm. and i actually had this conversation with one of my clients the other day we were talking about a workout and I was talking about how it needed to be scaled in order to get the right stimulus. Mm-hmm. The weight needed to be changed. And I came back to when you and I, Manny, did – what workout was that that we did in here uh, with the med ball step-ups and the clean and jerks? Mm, that, that was the scaled open uh, workout. Yeah, but um, what workout was that? 20-point uh, something, wasn't it? Yeah, 20.4. Yes. 
So that was the clean and jerk, pistols, and the ascending weights. So Manny and I did it at the scaled variation. So scaled weights, the scaled pistol mod with the weighted uh, med ball step ups. Matt Fraser still beat me by over two minutes. Sheesh. Which is awesome, right? Like he's just a freak athlete. But the point is, is like I had no business actually doing the CrossFit Games thing. If I wanted to get the right stimulus, I should have done yeah, scaled. Yeah, absolutely. Within reason, right? Like there's a time and a place to be like, oh, I just need to test myself and all of that. But that's what people forget is they see a Fraser or a Dan Bailey do something. And it's like, well, he spent years getting up to that point. You're here. We can do it with an empty barbell. Yeah. We do it with a PVC pipe. You know, whatever the case, you could just do air squats, I mean, whatever a, it is. That's a solid point. I mean, I, you know, people people get so fixated, they're like, well, they do that. That's, that's like watching an thing. NFL football game and being like, I guess I can't play two hand touch because I can't catch like DeAndre Hopkins. It's like, <laughs> but that's like a good he's analogy, a professional though. football player who's one of the best in the world. I tell people yeah. that all the time. Like, I was watching, somebody sent me um, Terrell Owens, who's 46 years old, was racing. Tariq Hill, yeah, right, and uh, Tariq Hill runs like a four three something, right, and he's at the pinnacle of his like he's young. Yeah, he's young. What I mean, he's twenty six. Yeah, he's in his prime. Okay, it was close. It was very close. I think he was like three tenths of a second off. Mm-hmm. My man is forty six years old. It's just like it's he looked just, good though. Yeah, he looked good. I mean, he's just a genetic freak also too. I mean, that dude's got muscle upon muscle, but he's been like he's been playing professional football. I think he had like a fifteen year career. And he's been training a specific type of way pretty much a majority of his life because that's how he got to where he, you know, to mm-hmm. the NFL. And it's like I think people th- – you think you can step onto a football field right now, race a 46-year-old Terrell Owens, and beat him? Nope. No. So it's kind of like the same premise. I like kind of like just what you just named. You know, it's like you don't do any kind of like speed training. You don't do any of that. You think you're just going to go out there. and You're thinking because he's 46 you're going to smoke him. Yeah. Not the case. Too. And why should that stop you from – working in yourself right like if your goal is to run a 40 as fast as you can why why does the comparison have to be with the to or you know tyreek i don't know why people try to set the bar that high you have to start somewhere and then build up you know over a period of time it's just either like there's no middle ground i I was saying this the other day it's like people it's like one extreme or the other and i know we spoke about this uh last podcast it's like it, it since when has it been not cool to be like in the middle I don't understand where that went. I don't understand why people have to be the extreme, you know, like polar opposite. I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. How often, do, how often do we hear that when somebody's like, I'm not in shape enough to do CrossFit? Oh, my God. Or during COVID with the quarantine, oh, I haven't worked out in four months. Like, I'm, I'm not ready to come back. Yeah. What? I, I, I mean, I, I have a, a whole – and that could be a – a whole yeah. podcast in itself. But to bring back up, so you talked about the food and how most people don't eat decent, right? We won't get too much into like all the theories, but there is research out now about treatment for COVID, and it is very simplistic and it is just vitamins. Message. Vitamin C, vitamin D, and quercetin. I don't know how to say it, but it... The Q word that's playing in <laughs> yes. plants that helps with the hardening hardening of arteries. Yes. So these are all so things that are found in approach. food, going outside, and getting exercise. Yep. And they can help mitigate symptoms of COVID-19. Yep. 
the fact that we're at a point where that has to be the remedy. Well, it won't be the popular remedy because that's not where all the money's made. Exactly. Yeah, the money's going to be made in the vaccines and all the other bullshit. You just took the words right out of my mouth. Which, well, what did uh, they just um, agree to pay Pfizer and somebody else, some German company? I don't know. I man. think it was a couple billion dollars, right, yes. for producing the vaccine. So, Which I'm very leery about because I have I'm not reservations no. about vaccinations and Listen, so on. Listen, when you tell me early on that a vaccine normally takes years to make and then all of a sudden we're able to do one in like less than a year yeah don't trust it yep leave me out nope and for those reasons i'm out i'm out i'm out so let's and i'm not an anti-vaxxer <laughs> so don't don't cancel me neither, neither am i neither am i but like you said i mean you, you made a valid point i mean i'll wait and see what happens you, you rush something out. there's going to be um residual effects from this and, you know, I don't want to be, you know. I'm not looking to be the beta tester. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to be sterile after you give me this damn thing. I don't have any children, so I'm trying to procreate at some point in my life. Um, and, you know, I like walking upright. I don't want any kind of issues post-vaccination. So um, let's just talk about the um, the status of the CrossFit Games. I mean, what what's going to happen? Because they just pushed it back to, what, September, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think didn't the um – the Mayhem Classic get postponed as well in Tennessee. Yeah, I think the only thing that's going right now is the Invictus Invitational, right? Where's that? That's in, up in Boston. Wow. Yeah. Wait. I, They're hosting a competition in Boston. I think so, yeah. Hold on, let me just double check that. I'm and gyms sure. are still closed in New York? Yeah. Oh, dude. The Invictus Invitational. I mean, don't even get me started no, on, on, not going on all there. that stuff, man. It's, it, it's a bunch of madness. But yeah, with the CrossFit Games... It's one of those things where I think they're already too far invested in it just to quit, you know, and, and it's one of those things where it feels like they were all set for August, and then it's like, oh, it's going to be postponed because of this little reason, and then it just keeps getting pushed back, but I mean, I think at some point, I think if it got pushed back any later than September that they would call it, they would be like, yeah. That's absolutely it. At yeah. some point, you're going to have to do that. Yeah. Well, because it's going to bleed into the, the next season. Yes. Yeah, which right? like if stuff starts opening up November, December across the country, assuming that things settle down, that's when well, you they start having push the open a little bit further in. But the open's not the main qualifier anymore. So you have all these other sanctionals now. Well, actually, did you listen in the podcast with Eric Rosa and and, and he wants to go back? So they're looking at different um, different qualification systems. You know, they had mentioned, like, will you bring back regionals? And he's like, maybe. So I think the entire landscape Yo, is I actually going to change. I hope they do. Yeah. When they announced him on, like, Instagram, they posted, like, his, like, letter. There were so many comments that were like, bring regionals yeah, yeah, yeah. back. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, like, that's all you guys cared about? That's all they cared about, bro. <laughs> Fucking regionals. It's a chance to go see your buddies, man, uh, on, you know, on, a, on a competition yeah. floor. I like, I love sanctions, and I think they should still keep them. And I think uh, as a as as like a business plan it makes a lot of sense because you can make money off of someone else hosting something in your name true whereas regionals like you don't really make money even though like i'm sure that there's a way to do it but crosser wasn't very good at it well i guess he's pretty good at making money so yeah i think so yeah he'll yeah. figure out something yeah Absolutely. i think i trust him with that mm. <laughs> i don't i don't doubt they'll come up with some type of system yeah. um to fix that because also, you have to you have to understand too. There's certain places that are still under like high restrictions. So, you, if you still want to season, if you still want to salvage something, at some point, you're gonna have to change that system around. Where yeah. 
having masses of people in different parts of the country or the world um, you, is probably not going to happen. Do you think that they would do what uh, Rogue did with the webcams? For, I could see that. Because what for you, the CrossFit Games? Yeah. Oh, I don't just, not for the games. I don't, I don't think, think they'll so. do that for so the games. Cause, literally, this just popped in my head. But with how many games athletes are there this year? Just individual that we're supposed to be in September. 20? 20, yeah. They cut it right? to 20. How hard would it be to send... No, 40. All right, 40. I don't know. Let's say it's 40. <laughs> how hard would it be to send a CrossFit HQ person who can be their judge uh-huh. to go to their gym, wherever they are, and just judge them there and do it I like mean, that's Rogue? A, that's a hell of a concept. It's a great concept. I mean, it's better than what Rogue did where, like, Manny could have judged me, and I was on yeah. a webcam, and then it's kind of like, well, if the webcam froze or something like that, it was, you know, yeah, yeah, my it's, word it's, that I did it's a certain It's kind of spotty thing. if you think about it. They, yeah. They got to figure out a way to work on some kind of, like, streaming situation. And it's just, it kind of frustrates me that we have to sit down and think of concepts of streaming workouts. Or they should just go to Fight Island. <laughs> and then just do everything there. Uh, you know, like. Somebody get in contact with Dana White Yo, now. It exists. <laughs> did you did you see some of the courts in um, Orlando for the NBA? Oh the no no no! So so um, Yo, somebody was, sent me something. I didn't open it up though. They I think it was Miami Heat was playing, and they had so they have TVs going around the thing that are like you know digital fans and stuff like that. But oh, they have like audio, but some guy misses a free throw and they do this like. <laughs> and roasting him, but it's dead quiet, so all you hear is him just get roasted. That's gotta, that's gotta be frustrating though, as an athlete, to like not perform in front of a live audience. I think for I don't think so. you don't I, think so? No, I think for certain sports it's maybe it's fine, but that's other sports. Job. I think like it helps. But think about it, right? A lot of prof- most professional athletes look at their sport as not a leisure fun activity. They look at it as a job. job. So, so when they're out there on the field, you know, the football player, they're out there to do their job. They don't give a shit who's watching. You know, they're, I'm sure some people do, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's their job. Uh, you know, because UFC has been the only sport that has been on during this uh, whole thing. And the commentators are always asking and always interviewing, like, did it affect you that there were no fans? And they're like, no. Like it's my job. I don't even think about it. I don't hear it. I don't, you know. I mean, that stuff never bothered me. I just zoned out. Yeah. Except for I did like when uh, we played like rivalry games, and people would like talk shit yeah. from the fans. Like, I think that's part of the I game. I loved bro. it. You blew kisses I love. I did. <laughs> I did. I mean, I loved I, it. they made fun of my was... Texas tattoo, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> I mean, to me, I think it's part of the part of the allure. I think you know, like you play at. Like, I'll just use, like, the Seahawks stadium. I mean, the, the, the decibel level in there is insane. So it, it's a factor for someone sending in plays and you trying to relay, like, an audible or, or, or like, a, you yeah, know. Seattle and Kansas City, right? Kansas City. I heard, it's, like, ridiculous. You can't hear in there. Yeah. So it's, like, it's just, like, I think that adds to the difficulty of the game. Because, you, like you said, if it's a rivalry game, somebody comes in there and now you're trying to send in a play and, you know, it's so loud that you can't hear anything. It complicates it. It complicates it a lot. So I, th- I mean, to me, that I think that's part of the allure. But yeah. uh, I mean, like, you, like, but Manny did make a valid point. Is you know, these guys, this is their job. So they're going to come here, perform whatever duties they have to as an athlete, and then they're going to go home and carry on. 
I'm just excited that stuff is back. Stuff is back, right? Yeah. I'm tired of watching these like backyard home videos of people like doing. Dude, I've been watching a lot of old games. Have you? Yeah, I've been watching like a lot of like old uh, like old NBA series. I was watching like the '91 Finals. I just go back and watch stuff like that, bro. Because to me, I'm watching older or like even older like older fights. Like I watched the Trevor Burbeck, um, Mike Tyson uh, title match, and I was like, God, this kid was a boy, and he just made a, a grown ass man look feeble. <laughs> and in 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 you know like it was a convincing win, but he didn't like beat him. He like whooped his ass, and I was just like, Jesus. It's like this kid. Was, I I mean, Tyson to me is was ahead of his time, but um, I've been watching a lot of old stuff. Yeah. So a lot of thirty for thirties, oh, Last yeah. Dance, of course, of course, of course. Manny, you watch that yet? No, bro. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> it's on Netflix now. Just watch it. Yeah. No, it's good. It's got to be something I think that entices him to watch. I think, I think he will really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I think when they start digging into like. Him as a person and what makes him tick as an athlete, he's gonna love it. Yeah, check it out, I don't bro. watch it. Too and there's right. a lot of Phil Jackson in there where you get to see glimpses of how he coaches, which I know that you're a big fan of, like how other coaches coach. Yeah, Phil Jackson's one master, of, bro. Yeah. He's one of a kind, yeah, and he's he one of the most unique styles of coaching. And MJ talks about like certain situations where he was like testing him. You know the the thing with Steve Kerr. Yeah, he was like he he was trying to prove a point. And I, I fucking failed. I like Phil because he has a psychological aspect to the game. And then he had this whole, like, spiritual zen thing going. I thought that was pretty dope. I think he had a different approach. Um, it was like a nonconformist route to coaching. And I think he was, like, probably the first and only of his kind to exist because I haven't seen anybody else kind of on that same type of vibe. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jesus, look what he did with Rodman. Yeah, dude. Like Rodman got to go wrestle in WWE. So yeah, let him let him bo- let him uh, blow off some steam, and he can come back and uh, just do just what fun. he does. Yeah, and He's, it worked. He needs this. I know it. Yeah, it it worked. But, and MJ um, hated it. <laughs> yeah, because it, it think about it, it was like it was super left, bro. Like, yeah. hey, we're here practicing, bro. Like, you got to get here. We got to run plays. We got to you know game plan, watch watch film, and do do all this stuff, and then. He's like, nah, dude. I need to go to Vegas. I need to. I need to gamble. I need to drink. Hang out with Carmen Electra. Yeah, hang out with Carmen Electra and just do what I do, and then I'll come back and game on, bro. Yeah. You know, but it's like Wayne's World's like, car, <laughs> game, game on. on. You know, but um, yeah. So uh, watch it, man. If yeah, yeah, get, get get to it, bro. All right, all right, I'll do all it. Jeez, right. <laughs> like you don't have enough stuff so, going um, on. So <laughs> um, I I I want to take this time to segue into something that Cam um has been cooking up. The two of us. Um, the, yeah, the yeah, two us. the two of us. But Cam kind of put boots to ground, so to speak, and kind of got the uh, the wheels in motion to make things happen. I just want to let the audience know. Um, actually, I'll have Cam explain it. And, um, yeah, we're going to shed some we, light on it. What that. are we calling it? Did we agree on something? Well, I like the name that you use. I don't want to say it okay. until you say it. So. All right. Well, so I guess with the, the world that we've been in um, – for years, but as of late, a lot of stuff has come, has surfaced and brought up a lot of emotions and the need for change and, and people to do something. Uh, so Jay and I had talked and we had this idea of having a platform where we could bring in people of color to share their stories and have these like more laid back interviews to hear their stories and, you know, how things have been for them in their life and just all of their experiences and be able to open it up to 
as many people want to view it as possible. Yeah. So it'll eventually be something uh, we're looking to do our first one at the end of August. Um, and we'll be streaming it, I think, on YouTube, but we'll start posting stuff when we have yeah, more we definitive details. Is it going to be live? It will be live. It will be live. Ooh, it yeah. will be live. So that's, like, yeah. that's the so kicker right I got there. a good person for you. <laughs> yeah. She's been wanting to go live with you. No. Oh, no. No, yeah, no, definitely not. No negative. <laughs> no, thank you. You're canceled. <laughs> no, thank you. Cancel culture. You're canceled. Um I think I was canceled first, though, so I don't know. Do two cancels make a right? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so it's something that we're we're pretty excited about, and I think if that was the one thing that you got out of all the stuff that's been happening, not just in CrossFit, posting on social media and reposting memes and whatever is very, very surface level and doesn't actually do that much. Yeah. And that's kind of been our stance is that we want to do something more. Um, and that's what we're going to do. So we're going to do and host these events with, um, you know, different people. And then we'll collect donations. And we're actually going to be donating to a charity um, that does some pretty cool stuff. And we'll kind of release more information as we have everything finalized. I'm a big fan of that charity, too, just because we started looking into it. And, and uh, they're, they're doing some great things. And this is where real change starts, yeah. you know, like, it's like you said, you know, just speaking to some athletes and, and getting their experience and, um, you know, seeing what they've went through and just kind of their take on it. Because I feel like um, this is this is the time where people can kind of come out and speak on their experiences and what they've dealt with. And let's be clear, it won't be about their athletic prowess. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna if gonna you're interested them. in hearing about what some of the cleaning jerks, what their fran time is. Yeah. Or how much they back squat. Go read their profile yeah, or, or message profile. them on Instagram because be we're going to be talking about real life stuff. Um, they just happen to be people who participate in, in these activities. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's going to be great, man. I, I don't want to. I don't want to divulge too much information. We got some great um, uh, athletes lined up. I think. It, I think you guys would be very um, interested in, in in what these athletes have to say. Um, and. I, I mean, I'm super stoked. It's going to be gotta, fun, man. And I, I awesome. hope that I mean, we were texting the other night. It's like, if it changes or opens one person's eyes, boom, yeah, worth that it. Jo yeah, you job know, is like, done. You know, like we're trying to use our platform, you know, with the podcast and with this eventually is like, that's how we want to make change. One person at a time. Yeah, real change. You know, like a lot of people, like you said, posting memes or like a black square or something like that. That's not what real change is about. Actually going, putting boots to ground and, and making things happen, I think that's where the change starts, you know? And I think people will be pretty uh, interested in, in, in hearing what these people have to say. Yeah. Um, you know, I've spoken to one of the athletes, like one-on-one, -on -one, and it, it's it's funny because uh, we spoke about, you know, certain instances in our life where we experienced the same thing. And it was, was kind of interesting because it's like, hey, we didn't even live in the same part of town, you know, different states. Yeah. And we kind of went through the same thing. So I thought that was pretty dope. So and I it's think. Been, and it's going to be great for people like me to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Who, who don't have experiences like that, you know. I think it'll be an eye opening uh, experience. So. Yeah. Um, I'm stoked. Woo. I'm about it. Two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo. That was a good one. I'm about that it. That was a good I'm one. I'm about it. I watched that 30 for 30 the other night. <laughs> so. Oh, the Ric Flair? Yeah. Oh, man. Age boy. That was a, that was Dude, a great one, bro. He was a savage. Yes, he was. He was an absolute savage. Yeah, he's actually an icon too in like hip hop culture. 
A lot of people don't don't realize that, so, but he is. Yeah. So I mean, well, I guess we can get sidetracked on that now. Um, I'm watching it and like they're doing it in locker rooms and like it was like huge. Huge. Yeah. But he was a madman because he would drink every day. He would masturbate twice a day, and he had sex with almost 10,000 people, if he had to guess. He has wilted stilt numbers, bro. Legit. And he was just an absolute animal. He was yeah. drunk all yeah. the time yeah. and wrestled and did his thing, man. I was like, fuck, the, dude. The guy, the guy was, the the guy was legit nature boy, Ric Flair. Yeah. Well, I think we uh, I think we covered all uh, aspects. Is there anything else? I think we, did, did we miss anything? Did we? Well, I Let's just go for it. I just want to say, if canceling Glassman was like an effective thing, do people realize that Cross is being sold for probably well over one hundred million dollars? You helped the man out. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, I think people really thought that they were doing something. And in fact, I don't think people really think about like how these processes go. It's like, all right, you want them out? Right. Okay, fine. You want them out? Got it. Did something bad? Sweet. But it's like, are you really being punished that like you know you're gonna get? I, I wouldn't people be surprised if it even got through. sold for like a quarter billion dollars. That's what the company's valued very high. Yeah. It's like it so. It's like, and, and then I saw that some people were like really upset about it. It's like, did you think he was gonna walk away for free? Free? Yeah. No. Did you think? Do you even think that's morally okay? It's like, come on, man. <laughs> but that that line is how a lot of people think about a lot of things. They have a quick reaction, and they don't stop and think, like, what are the ripple effects? Or, Knee -jerk like, reaction, what does the process it. actually look like? And I'm not just talking about with Glassman. This is literally, like, life. this is just how fucking humans work. Yeah, yeah. life. Something Life. will happen, knee-jerk reaction, and it's like, oh, well, that's shit, a more now this thing. happened, and it's like... No, it's not that it's a more recent thing. I think it's a more glorified thing now. People okay, have always yeah. kind of been like that. Yes, yes. But I they like were more low-key with it. Yeah. Now, yeah, it's yeah. just like, you know what? And and, and, and shit happens. Well, yeah, now, now it seems like uh, it's the a louder you are. It's, yeah, it's a, exactly. It's a default response. Yeah. Like, so people just kind of like, naturally, you want to react, but like, like we spoke about before, as you get older, as you mature... You start to slow things down and reassess every so often. As you're going to make your whatever decision it is, you kind of have to be like, all right, wait a minute. Okay, so if I do this, you have to figure out what the end result's going to be. So, like, initially, you, people have, like, a natural response. It's almost like if you hear a loud sound, people will jump, and then what next? So someone like – so if, if, if someone will light a firecracker outside right now, you're going to get three different responses, but the initial response will be the same. It'll be me jumping behind Jay. <laughs> Because what I'm listening for, I'm listening for a pop, and I'm listening for the frequency in that sound. If it's very close together, then I'm thinking gunfire. But the average person doesn't think the way I think. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You have to kind of be in that type of light to get to that type of thought process. So, But the initial reaction will be the same from all three of us, but is what happens next. Because I'm pretty sure you're going to be listening for something different, you're going to be listening for something different, and I'm going to be listening for something different as well. I'm just, I'm just trying to assess, all right, what's my next move? Yeah. And I think as you get older, you start to think like that. Because naturally, it's like... And also, too, it's experience as well. Well, I was just going to say, so with the three of us in this room, and we kind of tend to, like, think and listen for the frequency and, like, wait to see what's going to happen. You know, is it a gunshot? Is it a firecracker? Do I need to hide behind Jay? What is the deal? We're all three athletes. If you make a knee-jerk reaction in a setting and wrestling, football, or water polo, 
there are consequences that unfold yes, as a result. Absolutely. If I make a bonehead pass or if I decide to jump over here and do this, I leave all of this open. So you have to play it out and be like, well, go there, do this. No, this is the safer route. And you have to calculate like what is the risk reward, but you're factoring in everything. Yeah. And I think, you know, God, I love that. when you, when you play sports, especially at a higher level, you think like that, mm-hmm. you know, football, if you decide to go one way, you better be damn sure that nothing's going on on the other side. Yeah. Yep. Wrestling, you go to make a move, you better hope that he's not going to counter it. You need to see and anticipate what is he going to do back to me as I go to, you know, take down. See, these type of right? conversations I value because um, it changes my thought process a bit. You know what I mean? Because I have three different aspects of life, right? Or two different aspects of life right? that, that, I, that I can kind of chime in and, and ask a question. So, like, with wrestling. Um, are you looking for tendencies in your opponent? Oh yeah, I'm looking for body language. I'm, you know, and and when when you do like a stutter shot or or, or like a fake or faint, mm-hmm. you just gauge their reaction and you see if, if they overreact one way, you know exactly what your next move is. And uh, well, it's yeah. funny because so we've been wrestling a little. Yeah, well, we've wrestled a few times, and Manny's kind of showing me, and that was literally like one of the first things. He was like, "When I do this, watch, watch what I do." Watch how my weight shifts so you yeah. can feel it so you know what to do. And he's like, if you're wrestling somebody and you have your hands, you know, wrapped in a collar and you're pulling and they give, you know you can do this, right? And, like, gotcha. you test the limits you and you wait for it. You have to be patient. Patience. See what I'm saying? It's yes. just like it's, it's, Patience. It's, it's stuff like this that I think has helped me grow as an adult because to sit in a room and, and, and get three, like, you know, different outlooks on, on situations and how to – assess things um i always tell people that that, you know part of learning is is speaking to somebody or or getting somebody else's outlook on something because there's 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 several ways to fix a problem your way is not always the right way and i think a lot of people don't realize that it's like nah, it's it's, and if you think that way those those type of people are unsuccessful fixed mindset growth mindset growth mindset mindset. right so so like i like i value do it it's I this value. Way. Like when you guys say, hey, we're going to podcast this week, I'm like, yes. Because I love to hear what you guys have to say and the things that you bring into the conversation. Because I'm, I'm always looking to learn, bro. I always say this. like, I, If you don't learn something new or different every single day, then you're not really trying to grow. So so when I sit and have conversations like this and I pick up little tidbits of, of information and go, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Or, or, damn, that's interesting. I didn't, you know. Wouldn't that be boring, too? Some people are very Have comfortable you just in that. the same thing every day and you never expanded. Some people are very comfortable in that zone. Yeah, and I think that's why we see a lot of depression, a lot of people that want to play the victim, you know, because they're not open to learn. The uh, life and experience to them must feel very just closed off. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's an interesting mentality that leads to like really strange behaviors that we all have to deal with. Yeah, trust me. Um, I deal with it on a daily basis when I, you know, when I lace up the boots and uh, and, and 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 go to work. But um, yeah, I think this is a phenomenal episode, man. Um, I'm very, I'm very curious to see what our next one's going to be about. We'll have to uh, bring the, the the brains together. Given the way that 2020 has been, who knows? By the next time we podcast aliens could be here oh my god very true fucking wait dude and it'll be a joe rogan (laughs) i love aliens (laughs) 
All right, this is us signing out from the Coaching Couch, powered by Northeast Health and Performance. Tune in, subscribe, and give us a listen.